Hey, excuse me. Listen up. Hey, can you hear me? Hello. Tune in. Do I have your attention? Behold. Is that better? Re'eh. Re'eh. It means see. It's how the Torah portion starts this week. It's God's way of getting your attention. It is like me saying, hey, wake up. Hello, are you with me? Tune in. I've got something you need to hear. Re'eh, see. Today I'm setting before you blessing and curse. Tune in. This matters. This is important. Now, forgive me. What are we tuning into? What, what exactly is so important that you need to get my attention and, and yell at me? I, I'm, I'm easily amused. It's a problem that I've always had. I find the smallest little things amusing. And it's actually somewhat dangerous when you're preparing messages because if I could explain to you the bunny trails that I can go off on by finding little teeny tiny details that I want to bore you to death with. I'm going to try to not do that today. Because I do want you to see something important. There's one little letter in Hebrew, the word, the letter Vav. It can mean V, but it can also mean words. You can get a word out of one letter in Hebrew. And this Torah portion begins with choice. And I'm intrigued by choices. I'm intrigued in counseling when I get to talk to people about the choices that they make. I'm often intrigued about the horrendous choices that I sometimes make or have made in my past. I always like to try to look at the personality side of it. If I could do it again, Irvin and I would be in practice as psychologists, understanding why people do what they do. But I'm intrigued by choices. Today especially, I want to consider the choice that God laid before the people and a choice that continues to actually be laid before you each and every day, every time you open your eyes and breathe. Well, not every time you breathe. That's not really a choice. If you make the wrong choice in that regard, it's going to be a short-lived choice, right? But there's this phrase. This is how the Torah portion starts. That U right there. That U, it's one word, one letter. U. Uklala. Bracha, blessing, uklala, and curse. Now, that could have been something different with another sound that that letter made. We could have had vabracha oklala. Oh. Right now you should be saying, oh. Why would you be saying, oh? Because it means something completely and totally different. One letter. Vabracha oklala means blessing or curse. Uklala and oklala or. So what? 
you should look at me with this confused face and say, huh? That's exactly the same thing. I'm going to choose blessing and curse or blessing or curse. It's the same thing. I mean, and you, honey, he, he's going to make a sermon out of this? Wow, the, the well must have been very dry this week. My first question is, why does there have to be any, any conjunction at all there? Why couldn't God have just made it extremely easy for them and for us and instead say, today I'm setting before you a blessing. And that's the end. Wouldn't that be great? I'm setting before you a blessing. If you'd like to have it, then feel free. If not, no problem. No punishment. Nothing to worry about. That would have been nice. Why, why do we have to have a choice? Well, that answer is quite easy to determine. Your entire relationship with God is built on a choice, isn't it? Throughout the Bible, God gives people the choice to worship him. The choice to be a child of God. The choice to accept salvation in Messiah. Moses had choices. Abraham had some really difficult choices. Adam had a choice and he made a really bad one and it messed us all up. But we have choices, and so there has to be something for us to say this and or that. Ooh, oh. But this choice, you actually, you made a choice today. You made a choice to honor God by honoring Shabbat and showing up for services, whether tuning in or standing in. You made a choice because you feel that there's some value that God has given you in this idea of Shabbat. So, so here you are. But the choice of and or or is not quite as simple as it might appear. And here's what I mean. I will attend service or I will not. I will attend service or I will not. This is a coordinating conjunction. You ready for some incredibly exciting teaching material? Let's get back to grammar. <laughs> A coordinating conjunction indicates though in an or thing, it's an independent relationship. This or that. I can't say I will attend services or I will not. They have, it's one or the other, yes? You can't do both. I will attend services or I will not attend services. You can't do both in an or. We cannot have, I will attend services and I will not attend services. You with me? You feel like you're in fifth grade grammar? I will attend services and I will not attend services. And sentences do not work this way, right? They are also conjunctions, coordinating conjunctions, but these two clauses are dependent on one another. They have to, they, they work together. They're both true and you take them together. And sometimes the truth of the matter is I wish life was composed of more ors. I wish life had more ors. It would be simple, this or that. And I pick one and that's the road I go down and there's no turning back and that's it. This and, uh, confuses me, which one? 
But it made me think of something that is sort of a distant thread, but I want you to imagine for a second that God liked or better than and. I want you to imagine that God was the God of or, not Thor, that's something else, the God of or. There are black and whites with God. There is right and wrong. There are absolutes. But, but most people want to consider God as absolute. That is the or God, the absolute God. So here's a challenge for you. <clears throat> I guess we could say the God of ooh instead of oh. How's that? Is that more memorable? The God of U, Exodus 34 lists these attributes for God. The Lord, the Lord, Adonai, Adonai, it says. El Rahum Vichanun, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. Merciful and gracious. Ooh. How about merciful or gracious? Which one do you want? Take your pick. It's an absolute. Mercy or grace. Mercy, as we are aware, means, uh, you know, what, what is it? Do I want him to not give me something that I do deserve? In other words, do I want him to show me mercy? Or do I not give me something I totally don't deserve? And that is, show me grace. Which thing do I want if he's not mercy and grace. Which thing? And he is the God of mercy and justice. But how can that work? Those things are independent concepts. You can't be truly merciful and truly just. But somehow God seems to pull this off. Slow to anger. And a, a slow to anger. That always reminds me of when I was in the 70s and the 80s and we'd watch the old Incredible Hulk show with Bill Bixby. And he's, you know, he's like a little kind of little wiry guy. And they'd, he, I, I will never forget it and I use it still all the time. Don't make me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. That's what he says. And when I think of that slow to anger, like I think of God saying, don't make me angry. <laughs> you, you, you won't like me. Slow to anger and abounding in love. Which one do you want to give up? Slow to anger or abounding in love? Which, take your pick. Which one? Forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. Or... Which one do you want him to not forgive? Forgiving iniquity or transgression or sin? Iniquity, perversity, depravity, transgression, pesha, transgr uh, rebellion, sin, chata. Guess what that means? Sin. Which one do you want him to not forgive? I want a lot of ands in the things that God forgives. I forgive this and this and this and this. I don't ever want to have to rely on a God who says, here's your pick, this or this, and bear the consequences. That's a tough choice. 
But you also look at the first chapter of the Bible, Bereshit, in the beginning it says, and in the beginning God has a name. Anyone know what God's name is in the first couple of chapters of Genesis? Elohim. He has a lot of names, obviously. El Shaddai, Elohim, Adonai in prayer. Actually, Adonai is in the Bible too. But first couple of chapters, he's Elohim, right? What is Elohim? Elohim is judge, judgment, power, might, judge. Elohim created the world, right? But something happens. He's Elohim from verse 1 to 2, chapter, to verse 1, 1 to chapter 2, 5. At which point we begin to see a little transition. Remember I told you God was mercy and justice? You can't be both, but you can if you're God. Because as he begins to interact with man, we begin to see a different name appear. What is this name? It's the sacred name. It's the tetragrammaton. It's the name that we don't say. We refer to it as Hashem. But God's sacred name also has a particular meaning. Do you know what it is? Mercy. Mercy. So God takes these ideas that are incongruent. Mercy and justice. Mercy or justice. Which one? Both. I will have Elohim Hashem, and he will represent the God of and. Because I need mercy and justice. The world needs mercy and justice. We are not often first and quick to provide mercy. We always want justice, don't we? You see, the rabbis of the Talmud explain that God created the world with both things and because loving kindness alone would have allowed sin to take over and justice would have condemned all of creation. So God, in his miraculousness, creates the God of and. So all that to say, do you want the God of justice or mercy? I will have the God of justice and mercy, thank you. Ooh. There are all kinds of ands that relate to us and God. Devarim in this chap in this Torah portion 12:28 Shamor vishamata means shamor observe see these things that I'm commanding you. Or do these things I'm commanding you. Your choice whatever. No, it doesn't work like that. God, observe the things that I'm telling you to do. See them and do them. Yeshua says something very similar, doesn't he? He who hears the words that I teach and does them. How about, I have an idea, next Shabbat, let's get together and let's worship in spirit or in truth. Which one do you want? It doesn't work that way. God desires worship in spirit and in truth. And when one is abused, it's obvious. God is the God of and. But man, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if, if we just defaulted to choose the blessing? 
If it was just that easy that we could, we, could, we could ignore the bad, we could ignore the curses, we could ignore the temptations, the negative, that we could just say it this way. It's this or that, and surely I don't want that, so I'll take this. Wouldn't it be nice? But the truth is, you know what? We often do want that. We often do want the thing that we should not want, cannot have, will cause us irreparable damage. Life actually every day is about this and that. Blessing and curse. And the word curse is a little bit hard to relate to, I understand. It makes me think of like a witch with dropping bat wings and frogs into a black cauldron. But it's very real. And we see those, God's literal about the curses. And you read the curses in the Torah and they're dreadful. But in, in this context, when I think of curses, when I think of blessings, I think of good things. When I think of curses, I think of punishment, consequences, problems, right? But I think it's more helpful for us here if we, if we say this and see a life lesson in what God's saying. We have literal curses, but God's saying to us, hey, now he's saying it to you today, just like he did back then to them, to all of us forever. Listen, today, I'm setting before you blessing and curse. Things you should do Things you shouldn't do. And this is going to be before you every single day of your life. They are intertwined. It is not blessed. It's not this or that. It's this or that. They're, they're this and that. They're close together. You're going to have to work hard to make good choices. Because or implies Great separation. And yet, and, these are in some way dependent on one another. What? Blessing and curse. I don't want anything to do with the curse. You got something to do with it. And here's the way this works. God doesn't tempt, but there is a tempter. And his way of working is very sly. And here's what he says to you. You could choose this, or you could choose that. But... What if you could have a little bit of both? What if you could have a little bit of and? What if you could get a lot of good and a little bit of bad? Ooh. You know, for balance. You don't want to be too good. You've got to have, get in there, get you a little bit of and, get you some bad. Even more dangerous, though, is what happens. Blessing and curse. When the enemy can, can tangle those things up, eventually we lose the ability to see. We lose the ability to see how easy it is to select the bad. We become numb to the bad. And so they all get messed up. We're dulled to the difference between right or wrong when we lose sight of the need to choose well. And so he's saying, hey, listen up. 
Life is much more often about making those decisions when alternatives are not quite as clear, and they won't be. In this life, thanks to the fact that the world is not yet set right, the world is an absolutely, totally fallen place. God knows how we work. He certainly knows how the enemy works. I got a little secret for you. God is his boss. He knows how he works. And in this life, blessing and curse intertwined. We are in charge of our actions. I have bad news for you. The devil didn't make you do it. You did it. You took the choice. You made the choice. And there are problems with that. And Hashem says to me in this portion, hey, wake up, listen, tune in, see this. You're going to be faced with these daily choices that are not necessarily easy to make. They should be, but they may not be. And we probably all have borne the consequences of bad choices. But the truth is the good, the, the truth is that the God of and, and here's my point. This is why it doesn't say blessing or curse. This is why it's ooh instead of oh. Because the God of and, Travis and I have talked much about this, can use them both for your good. Listen, kids. You got to make a choice. It's right here. They're very connected in this world that you're going to face. You are going to have sometimes a hard time making a decision which way to go. I always want you to make the right choice, but I know you're not. And he says in Deuteronomy 30, when all these blessings and curses I've set before you come on you and you take them to heart, wherever the Lord your God disperses you among the nations. What's he saying? You're going to make horrible choices and these blessings and curses are going to come on you. But when that happens, he says, remember that I am mercy and justice. Remember that I am mercy and compassion. Remember that I forgive iniquity and transgression and sin because I'm the God of and 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 when you and your children return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart. And once again, the accuser would say, God, which one is it going to be, mercy or justice? And he says, ooh, mercy and justice, you fool. Will you forgive their iniquity or their sin or their transgression? It can't be all of them, but to God it is. Because he is the God of and. God is the God of the miraculous. God has used my decisions, good decisions and horrendously bad decisions to draw me to him. He has taught me to use the blessings and the curses that he has allowed me to endure. To see my need desperately for him in my life. And so he uses blessing and curse. Well, God doesn't curse. I know you do it to yourself, but he helps you because he loves you. Today, God says to you, I'm giving you the choice. 
Blessing and curse. You've got to deal with both of them. Make a good choice. And we're entering in right now to the time of the high holidays. Next week we'll begin Elul. The 40-day period between the first of Elul, the month that comes before the high holidays, the 40-day period between Elul 1 and Yom Kippur. And I want to talk to you the next couple of weeks about the absolute importance of the choices that we're going to make. And Re'e sets that stage perfectly. I'm see, listen, 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 see this, see this, hear this, hear this. I am setting before you today in a blessing and a curse. And I've put it within you to choose well. And I've given you the Holy Spirit that will help you make a good choice. And I love you. And if you fail, I still got you. I still got you. But there is one very, 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 very important time when God is absolutely the God of or. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Shabbat Shalom. We're building the kingdom and thankful that you're a part of that mission. If this teaching inspired you, please consider a financial gift to support the work of Shalom Macon. Visit MaconMessianic.com and click Give Online. May the Lord bless and keep you.